a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I want to play something for you here. You are familiar with how Congress works, right? There are pieces of legislation that are proposed by various members of Congress, and the first step for those uh, bills is a committee hearing. Well, in April, late uh, late April, not that long ago, there was uh, one of these committee hearings, uh, Energy and Commerce, on the House side. And there was a woman there who spoke. She was a witness during one of these hearings. Her name is Sue uh, Atkerson. She's the acting CEO of a place called Behavioral Health Link. And she spoke on behalf of a a piece of legislation we're going to learn more about in a moment. But if you wouldn't mind, take a listen to this story she told. It's a brief one, uh, but it is powerful, and it speaks to exactly the need uh, that is being uh, shouted from the rooftops by Utah's Congressman Chris Stewart. He'll uh, join this conversation in just a moment. But first, here's the story from Ms. Atkerson as she spoke before a committee uh, in the United States Congress. The 988 code is precisely what Misha Kessler, a now mental health advocate from Ohio, needed when he experienced suicidal ideation as a sophomore at George Washington University. During a particularly difficult time, he planned to jump out of his sixth floor dorm window to his death. Without other options, Misha ended up in an inpatient psychiatric hospitalization. Misha's experience would likely have been different had 988 existed. His 988 call would have been redirected to the Lifeline, where local call centers de-escalate 98% of calls, getting people the help they need immediately. Congressman Chris Stewart represents a portion of Utah and for a number of years now has been engaged in an effort to bring about a three-digit national suicide hotline designation, 988, the number you heard referenced there by Ms. Atkerson. Chris Stewart joins us now, and uh, let me ask you, sir, where do things stand right now? We're so closely, and thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to talk about something that really does matter. Uh, as you said, it's been years. It's been more than three years in the making, uh, and it, it frustrates me, and it surprises a lot of people. I use this bill as an example. It's bipartisan. It was bicameral. We had several hundred co-sponsors. It doesn't cost any money. Yet still took us three years to get it to this point. But our effort now is to include this language in the next uh, coronavirus supplemental spending bill. Uh, Part of that is because it would have passed had we been in session. Uh, It would have gone through the House and Senate and been to the president's desk by now. But as you know, we're not in session, and that frustrates me. But uh, this is the only vehicle we have to get this passed. And the second thing, and I think equally important, is the reality that the situation we're facing right now is severely uh, debilitating for many people. Twenty percent of suicides are directly attributable to unemployment. And uh, as an example, a 5,000 percent spike in calls to the suicide lines in California. This is desperately needed right now. It's a situation that we're facing not only, only locally, but nationally. 
You point out in this letter, you, uh, along with dozens of other uh, others, members of the House and the Senate of both parties, that this period of isolation and uncertainty, which so many Americans are facing, uh, could lead, unfortunately and heartbreakingly so, to uh, these types of mental health crises. Now, uh, opportunity is something that, uh, as a member of Congress, you are always watching for, and you have been uh, on the lookout for an opportunity to get this uh, over the finish line, to get it passed uh, on the full floor of the House and the Senate. And so uh, you and others have uh, addressed a letter which describes the need for the passage of this piece of legislation, addressed that letter to uh, Senator McConnell, Chuck Schumer, uh, Nancy Pelosi, and Kevin McCarthy uh, in in the House. You think this will be enough? Yeah, I do. I mean, it just highlights it. Well, I, I shouldn't say that, Lee, because, oh my gosh, in Congress, it's not like I've never been surprised, mm. right? But no, I, I do think this will be enough. It just highlights the necessity for this. Again, there isn't anyone in opposition. This is something that had we been in the normal course of events, it would have been to the president's desk by now. It's been through all the committees, all the markups, all the due process has been done on this. And it also is directly related to coronavirus. And I think everyone appreciates that now. After we've been in this going into, what, week five or week six, most of us have an appreciation for the toll this takes on some people. Uh, if you're home with three kids and you truly don't know what your future looks like, you truly don't know how you're going to feed your family, take care of your family, where you're going to work, and there's other stresses. I mean, obviously, the health of your family, et cetera, et cetera. If you are a vulnerable person when it comes to mental health, this bill will help you. Uh, and uh, and and, it, and it's actually even more desperately needed now than it was a year ago or you know several years ago. It's just it's just something that will help in our time, and thankfully it doesn't cost any money. Let me just take a, a moment here. Going to step aside from this topic uh, and just share with folks that while this effort is to put in place uh, a hotline number, which is three digits, easily uh, memorizable. Let me tell you that there is a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline in place right now. And if you've got a pen and you are in need, I'll give you that number. It's 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, that's what's in place now. Uh, and in an effort to, to streamline that and make it more easily accessible to folks, uh, that's what Congressman Stewart here is undertaking in his efforts. Let me ask you this, Congressman. Uh, It has been decided by Speaker Pelosi that you and your House colleagues will not be getting together next week. How does that strike you? Well, it frustrates me uh, because I've been saying for several weeks now uh, and writing editorials and and, and shouting from the rooftops, we need to give people hope. We need to give them a sense that we can get back to life as it used to be, at least uh, least over time, and that and Congress should be leading on that. I mean, the Senate's back in session. Why isn't the House? Uh, I was back there last week. I was back there uh, two weeks before that. So, I mean, there's important work that needs to take place. And as busy as you can be at home, you just can't do some of that work. I'll give you a good example. Is I spent hours last week down in the Intelligence Committee skiff because that highly classified work can't be done from my basement, as it turns out. And the other thing, and this is the key to this, and it's not just to the House or the Senate or or 
or Congress or the government. It's to everything. We now understand this virus better than we used to. We understand who is very vulnerable, those who are not nearly so vulnerable. In some cases, the vulnerability of young people is very, very low. We understand social distancing, the necessity for hygiene, for washing hands, wearing a mask, et cetera, et cetera. We didn't understand that as well a month ago, but we do now. And I think many of us can go back to work and do so safely. And it's essential, I think, that the work that we do in Congress, other than just you know spending money, there's other uh, on these bills that have been a rescue to so many people. Uh, but there's other important work that uh, needs to go forward as well. Exactly, there are nothing but stopgaps right now. We've been handing out a lot of fish. It's time to learn how to fish ourselves. Uh, Congressman Stewart, sir, I'm grateful to you for your time and your efforts. I look forward to when the decision is made and you and your colleagues can get back to Washington, uh, get debating, getting voting, uh, and getting back uh, underway with the people's work. Uh, thanks again, sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure. You do a great job. It's an honor to be with you. That's kind of you to say. The honor is mine. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, an interesting story has to do with an industry which is uh, big here in the state of Utah. I made a, a, a little, uh, uh, what can I say? I made an inappropriate joke on Facebook Live, and I'd like to make right. <laughs> Next up, I'll be speaking with an expert from the mink industry on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is KSL News Radio.